Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome back to the most unhinged book club you will ever be a part of, the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan, and we are back with our most recent read, Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore. Yes. So this was a fun read for me, like Bridgerton vibes when it's not Bridgerton season. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, But before we get into that, what have you been up to since I last saw you like two days ago? <laughs> right. That never happened, you guys. Like we do this yeah. remotely. We talk about books. We read the books. But we rarely get together in person unless unless we're shopping for books. Right. Oh, my God. So Speaking weird. of, I got several gift cards for my birthday, so <laughs> need a trip. Um, But yeah, I, nothing really. I know it's weird. We don't normally get to see each other in real life because mom life. But um, we went out for my birthday and it was fun for the most part. I was trying to. It's <laughs> so funny. I'm like, I was trying to explain to my therapist. <laughs> um, Like. So if you haven't been to or seen a Hofbra house, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a chain, a franchise. Right. right. It's a German beer hall. Yeah. Like a very, very large. Wooden. Huge restaurant. Mm-hmm. Beer hall. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like during the day, ev- early evening, dinner time, you know, the early bird special, you have like you know, the leader hosen and like the more traditional like German music being played mm-hmm. most of the time live a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, weekends. And then it like turns into what I called Elder Millennial Club Hour. <laughs> yeah. At nine o'clock from nine mm-hmm. to midnight. It's Elder Millennial Club. Yeah. Hour. I was like, so yeah, you like dance on. I'm like, it sounds wild, but it's not that wild. I'm like, right, I know. Dancing on benches, and she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, it sounds nuts, but it's really, yeah. No, you're thinking Coyote Ugly. That's not what this is. Yeah, we're just we're we're essentially just two stepping back and forth along a bench, and sometimes getting really excited. And it's the whole restaurant. It wasn't just our. No, it's everybody. Yeah, you you are the odd person out if you're not standing. Yeah, you right. have your sign of beer. You do the Shotsky like on Andy Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Watch what happens uh-huh. live. Um, it was fun. It it was my first time there. It was not your first time there. It's like your B day joint for your family. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for including me in that. Cause now I'm like, this is what I can get down with. Like we live in a place where the bars are open till 4 a.m., which is <sighs> insane. And I mean, I definitely used to partake. I used to even work at the bars. So Mm -hmm. I don't know now that I'm a mom, now that I'm older, I just do not have the energy to go out. So Mm -mm. I was like, this is amazing. I was like home by 1130 or like on Mm -hmm. my way. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, this is exactly what I needed. Just a couple hours of dancing to like some throwbacks. Mm -hmm. It was great. It's so much fun. That's our like go to when like someone like is like, I just want to dance. I just want to, you know. It's like I don't want to do that at any sort of like actual club, but you know, <laughs> going there and being with like your friends that are your age and like you're all at your own table. Like you just you're not like 
elbow to elbow <laughs> with a bunch of 20 year olds in like a club who are like dressed to the nines trying to catch a man and we're just like in oh jeans and like sweaters like no <laughs> Mike Mike goes it kind of felt like we were at like a table at a club you know like we had our own table at a club yeah mm-hmm. I go I'm like yes but without the risk of like some girl in a club in a tiny cocktail dress stealing your vodka <laughs> like you know yeah, people right. aren't just gonna like, come you. up to your table and like start drinking at least I don't think yeah um, but either way it was a fun time it was cool to actually see each other in person um but do you have a side piece I do but this is gonna be funny because it's not really um I haven't started it hasn't started yet but um my side piece is that um, and I know I've sent this to you a couple of times, but I am really, really hyped right now because um, <laughs> our favorite uh, audio app, um, Quinn, Quinn mm-hmm. is releasing a um, brand new, like, um, you're so their, nervous, Get their it. own, what's well, their own, it's like an original series, series okay. um, called the Misty Door that, um, my boy Jackson Avery is the voice of and um it's like in the Fey world. So yes, like honestly I'm like, bring this he's, on. He's hot <laughs> and all, but like I really, you know, I I go on there for the female voices if I'm just being so real. Hey, because like yeah. I I've got what I need in the male realm. So uh-huh. most of the time, most of the time, I yeah. go on there for the female, female. But when I saw that it was going to be like a fae realm, I was like, mm, say less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. Uh, so really excited that I still have that membership through like March, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Perfect. Yep. Um, yeah. Perfect timing for that. I literally, I haven't used it and I really have not been on the app in forever. If you guys are um, familiar with Quinn, it is a female audio erotica app. So you mm-hmm. can like pay for a membership the same way. I don't know. It's like, I guess you'd pay. I mean, there's performers. So there's audio yeah. performers and they're, they've you could be taking your though. hot girl walk. There's everything like now. <laughs> listening like to there's, like there's stuff. women for men. Like there's there's all categories oh now there's tons too. so like god it's not just it like it was made it's not for just women, for obviously, female but now women it's like, but men mm. can also right um okay yeah so i didn't i haven't been on there forever and so i i was like all right resubscribe um <laughs> and i saw that thomas doherty i had no idea that thomas doherty was doing like a um a period piece original with them some like you know he's like a philosopher or something in like the 1900s yeah, I never listened to any of these but I, I will try the Faye one time traveling and I'm like all right well I I like Thomas Doherty so I'm like maybe I'll listen to this or whatever because I guess they're doing them in like these like slow burning kind of stories that like I looked really quickly through like his Thomas Doherty's and it was just like three episodes and they say that like it's not really until the third that it's like very very spicy it's just a lot of like build up and things and story so it'd be interesting mm-hmm. i'm excited okay. they did really funny like you know i felt like they dragged it out for like a month of like little snippets of hands and back of heads and you're trying to guess who the voice is and it was like mm-hmm. so many people immediately were like jesse williams um so that oh, was cool they had their guesses yeah so i'm excited i think it's like the second or the third um like the first the episode second will come is daisy out. jones in the six so yeah so 
What about you? You got a song? Sorry, my phone started ringing. I'm usually so good about do not disturb. Yeah, so my side piece, I did actually um, watch. (laughs) I know you haven't partaken in your side piece yet, but by the time we come back, you should be able to give us some feedback on Mm -hmm. it. Um, RuPaul, the new season. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like, I mean, it's in process, in progress rather. Um, Okay. But it's on MTV now. I think it originally started on Logo, if you remember that channel. I don't. I'm pretty sure it was like a queer entertainment channel. I forget what that L-O-G-O actually stood for. Hmm. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't exist anymore, I'm pretty sure. But either way, it's on MTV now, which is like interesting production changes, I guess. And... The very first episode, they had Ariana Grande as a guest judge. That was really fun. Um, the second episode, I've that's all I've really watched so far. Um, Marin Morris was a guest judge. Oh, I love her. Yeah, and it's just, it's so good. The drama, a lot of it, it's always drama, right? These competition shows, especially like drag queens. Like there's a bunch of queens together competing (laughs) and the age difference is always a thing because usually the age difference is also like experience. Like how much time do you have? Like, and some of these queens are like TikTok famous. They are not like in the club performing, lip syncing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like dance for your life, lip sync battle. Like they yeah. they don't do that. Okay. Um, but like some of them are coming out surprising where you're like, oh, we underestimated you. We were right. Thinking. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. It's so good. And just at a time when drag is like being attacked in the way yeah. that it is. I was like, I cry, I laugh, like I cry some more. Like I'm always so emotional because they'll be like in the dressing room and they'll be like talking about like their relationship with like religion mm-hmm. and coming out and like feeling wrong and just so much stuff that's relatable. Like <laughs> sometimes I think like, did I really want to be in pageants or did I actually just want to be a drag queen? Like, <laughs> oh. like in my heart, oh my just want to dress up and, and like put on a performance of being femme. Cause like most of the time I'm, I'm really not like, I'm pretty laid back. I don't wear a lot of makeup on like regular days, but like some days you just fucking want to be fierce. And I'm like, yes, like, I just love watching RuPaul. It makes me so happy. And I'm like, why did I take such a long break from this? <laughs> well, it's nice because well, you don't have to right. like watch from this first season it's a competition series you can watch the new one and it's a fucking really good like it's so good like highly recommend anyways speaking of this book bringing down the dew you always give amazing like quick recap so i'll have (laughs) you do that but i'm so psyched this has a book discussion thing in the back oh i know i didn't know that Yeah. yeah so please um Yep. So, and I'll just, I think the Goodreads one is pretty good. So, um, it's 1879, the female character. So like this book is like a series. So this is called the league of extraordinary women and, um, Annabelle Archer is brilliant, but destitute daughter of a vicar. She's earned herself a place in the first group of female students at Oxford in return for her scholarship. She must support the women's suffrage movement. And she's in charge of recruiting men of influence to campaign their cause. 
Her target is this man, Sebastian Devereaux, who is the Duke of Montgomery, and he steers Britain's politics at the Queen's command. Um, and her challenge is to not give in to this like attraction between the two of them because he is essentially the opposition of everything that the suffragettes are trying to, you know, um, change there in England. Um, and he um, is just like really annoyed. Like they're very much like, a, I don't know if this is necessarily like enemies to lovers, but there's definitely just a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication when they meet. It reminds me a lot of Pride and Prejudice with um, well isn't that kind of the cookie cutter I'm, for every one yes. of these freaking books yeah so very much that like you know the way that there are these caste systems in society that you know yeah, I was don't ask, exist is it vicar is it wait vicar it's vicar is it i was like literally looked it up because i'm like what is a vicar <laughs> I don't know, but I, I just know that's how it's in the pronounced. Roman Catholic Church. A representative or deputy of a bishop, and it's like frequently asked questions like, "Is a vicar?" But I thought it was a vicar. I don't know why. There's a viscount. Oh, that's why I'm confused. Okay, in Bridgerton, Anthony is the viscount. So okay, that's probably yes. what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. A yes. vicar is a slightly below the official head of a congregation. So like, kind of like yeah. the priest, like the priest bitch, you know? junior priest, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you have to do my bitch work. Like, go yeah. clean up that. <laughs> that's yeah. a, she's of low station, is what we're saying, right? Yes, and I'm so it's wow. very much in that like same thing of Bridgerton that like of course this very wealthy duke with all of this um you know expectation of who they are going to marry and how they're going to live their life and stuff um you know meets this essentially common person who is just very intriguing to them and um you know they're immediately like great now like i like this person i want something with this person but because of my you know my station politics all the things we're not supposed to be together and um and it really i feel like this really painted like a picture of like what that was like for somebody in that situation um because you don't really i'm it's not like we are not familiar with like poor people but mm. the way that the laws were um and the society was that like if you're you know if your father was gone if you don't like the way that like your random ass cousin could control you know your house your money your future oh my God. just because you marry because they were the the first male you know in your family like it, you know she's just she's put into so many stupid binds and situations because of men in her life not because of her own choices or her own failings or anything like that but because of stupid men um, and so I, I thought it was really good. Relatable queen. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I just, I cannot imagine like, even, even like my dad, like even somebody that like, not like a random person, but like someone else being in charge of all that stuff. And you're just like, oh yeah, it's bad no. enough. Like you're okay with it as a child because you're like, this is the person who's supposed to be in charge. Right. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, as you get older, you might be a little bit more you're resentful of that. Yeah. Yeah. You might be more resentful of that, but like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Ugh. It's not um, that different from a lot of places still today. Right. But. So he, yeah. So Sebastian is enamored with her and he basically, um, so he is divorced, which was like a huge scandal. 
And then she, um, I guess very like publicly or that it's like known that, you know, she's had sex before marriage and so she's ruined. Um, and so, you know, spoiled goods. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, they, you know, he basically propositions her and says like that he wants her to be like his mistress. Um, and not that he's with anybody, but like he knows that he can't he's be already with her like, and marry I'm her. Single, but will you be my side piece? Right. Will you be my side piece? I'll take care of you, whatever. And she does is, <laughs> admit a little bit to herself that like it would be nice to have somebody that was going to worry about her and take care of her because that's not what the men in her life are doing. But ultimately deciding like, no, I can't do this. Like I can't be this weird side piece, like person, whatever. Like I need to have a normal life and like you know I know I'm not gonna bag a prince but like I need you, to see what's out there and you know whatever do you want scraps or nothing <laughs> like right. truly yeah yeah I mean really want a little so... bit of me or none of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know so I I really liked it I think it's um like it was just so it was and I understand like it's like period stuff like it was reminding me so much of pride and prejudice like the similarities of like um you know and they end up in jail and he comes and you know bails them out and stuff and that made me think of like the you know the little sister running (laughs) off and marrying somebody and um you know him um taking care of it like (sighs) yeah there's just stuff like that but oh um, mr bennett yep mr bennett so um yeah, I mean, I I don't know that like I'll necessarily like go to um grab the other ones, but I thought it was like it was really funny at times. Um I loved like her like wit and just like going for everything like she wanted and not really caring mm-hmm. what, you know, like him and every other person like seemed to think of her and say about her. She was just like, yeah, whatever, like it it could be worse. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I definitely will grab the other two. So I'll, if they're worth sharing, I will share them yeah. with you. But this book does come with discussion questions. I love it. So what obstacles do you think Annabelle and Sebastian will face now that they have finally chosen to be together? Considering the opposition their union will encounter in their social circles, how do you envision their first year of marriage? Like, they just don't seem like a couple that gives a fuck. Like, at this point, they've kind of, like, now that they're together, they're like, yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. they're Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn in this bitch. Like, they're in the lavender haze. Right. They don't. Yeah. They're, um, (laughs) it's funny that you said like Taylor, because I thought of like Kelsey Ballerini has a, uh, her new album and she has a song that she says, um, blowing up my life, but I'm standing by the crater. And Uh. I was like, yeah, like, I feel like they, they've kind of just blown up their lives and their, what people think and whatever, but they're choosing it to do, to be happy. So um, I'm sure in a society like that, you know, whatever, there's going to be, you know, whatever weirdness and repercussions, but like, ultimately he's like the most powerful and wealthiest man in their area there. Right. And And the beauty and the curse of them. Right a lot of raised her station just by like marrying him like not right. that that's right but that's what I never really understood in this like why did yeah. he has to also marry because it's not even about raising station it's also like money 
dowry. Right, right, right. Well, and if you don't need a dowry, then why does it matter? Right. That's what I never understood. I understand greed, women. Greed. We have to keep right? our rich people rich. That's yeah. When I mean, you think need... about like the Bennetts in Pride and Prejudice and like the mama is just trying so hard to. Well, what makes Pride and Prejudice off? prevail as the classic piece of art that it is today is it's like it is so relatable. It's not just about like the money and the station, but it can be, you know, you wanting to be in a relationship with somebody uh, who's a different race than you, a different religion than you, mm-hmm. who's whatever that you feel, whatever type of barrier that you feel is there, that's really not. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like, it is what? Your pride. It's truly your pride is the barrier um, that's creating the prejudice like that you've created for, for yourself. And it's like, you've wasted, you think about the wasted time. Yeah. I'm like, there's definitely people that I've like dated that I probably didn't give like second chances to because of like something really stupid and I'm sure it was like my own pride being like afraid or nervous or scared and like mm-hmm. self-sabotage by finding something stupid oh yeah and you're like oh well, yeah <laughs> he texts me with green bubbles <laughs> this isn't gonna work <laughs> I'm fucking kidding but um oh my god did you did you hear us <laughs> talk about that on Saturday? Is that what you're saying that? No, I feel like I talked oh. about this with you though. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I was um, like, did you get a new phone? It was it's Apple, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, one of our um one of our friends, uh, the girl was like, da-da-da, and she whipped out her phone and I was like, What is that? She's like an Android, and I was like, Oh, I'm like, you're Ugh. fucking up the group chat. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I'm wondering if this is a good question or not. At Lady Lingham's Christmas dinner, Annabelle contemplates how experiencing passion has ruined her for otherwise perfectly eligible men. Is this something you can relate to? How important is passion in a romantic relationship? Well, if you don't have it, yeah, then once you have it, you can't yeah. not have it, really. Right, yep. Because, like, the relationships before you're like yeah they're okay this is okay and then once you have it you're like I didn't realize I was such a hornball before yeah right (laughs) and not even just like that like obviously it's it's sexual but also just like the amount to which like he is concerned about her he's looking for her like the passion is you know puffing up for other guys Mm-hmm. Yes, it's in every aspect of like their relationship and to, you know, to only have that either in the bedroom or not at all. Like, yeah, nobody wants a life like that once you know the difference. <laughs> we kind of talked about this already. Um, sorry. So we kind of talked about this already, but it's like, why do you think she rejected her offer to be a mistress? It's like, well, duh, like she was just like, this is scraps i'm not fucking taking this yeah um oh my god these are like very long-winded questions i think these are like questions for people who are sitting around on an oxford table <laughs> like actually right um, we need the drunk wine club uh questions like you ever tab and you're like why did i tab this because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem that like important later like don't punish us both for the boys you have known in the past. I mean, mm-hmm. that could be said to every girl, though. <laughs> that could be that should be to everybody, you know, for yeah. for the people you've known in the past. I think that's hundred percent true. I think it's easier said than done, but I, that's a 
That's a thing. I just tapped, will you have me like this? I just thought that was very hot when he said that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, mm-hmm. like that is a hot way of asking for a consent. Will mm-hmm. you have me like this? Like I will have yes, I will have you. Like right. yep. like yep. you're yep. giving me this option, like it's a buffet style fucking <laughs> meal. I'm like, yep, option one. Yes, please. Yep, yep, yep. We love consent. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want? Would you have me change my place in history to prove how much I want you? It's like so dramatic, but also like. If you're offering, then right, (laughs) sure, yep. And I mean, ultimately, he did. I mean, who knows if that changes his place? But I knew you'd appreciate this moment. Um, if we were of equal station, he said softly, I would have proposed to you when we took our walk in the maze. And he said, if we would have been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. How did that make you feel? Want to die? That was the first thing when I read that. I was like, where she's like, I fucking wish I wouldn't have known. Like, why would you even say that to me? Why would you say that to me? Right? Why are you? I got so mad. I felt. I was like all too well immediate. Yeah. I can't stand when people do that shit. I would have proposed to you immediately. Like bringing stuff up and you're like, why are you bringing this up? Why are you saying this? Why are you saying something that can't happen? My jaw dropped at that point. Yeah. Like I was doing audio and reading it. And I was, when I heard like, I would have blah, blah, blah. Like my jaw literally dropped like the fucking nerve, the audacity of this guy. I mean, that's what men have. The audacity. Given it at birth. You know, really, <laughs> it just keeps filling up over time. <laughs> oh my god, I just want the confidence of a mediocre white man. I mean, for real. <laughs> but anyways, I would highly suggest this book. What about you? I mean, yeah, I'll I mean, just if... say like yes to everything. I think I gave it four stars. Yeah, if if you like period romance, like if Bridgerton and you know, um downtown abbey and you know all of those shows obviously pride and prejudice if those things are like up your alley you would love this book like my mom would it's love some this book. decent spice yeah and it right and it's not spicier crazy. than all those yeah it's it definitely like, spicier right. than pride and prejudice oh, yeah, the hand <laughs> it's a little spicier than pride, pride and yes prejudice. it's on bridgerton um, level i would say yeah yeah i enjoyed it similar to bridgerton. i did too i thought it was good I like the period um, piece. It takes out the element of the internet and phones and makes people have to write to each other mm-hmm. and talk face to face. And like, right. And if they're like sick, um, they're like stuck there being nursed to health for two weeks because you can't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't go out in this weather. Right. Like Which hilarious. is again, like a pride and prejudice. I think mm-hmm. of like the older sister getting stuck with, you know, the prince and stuff. So, yeah. I love it. Adorable. Um, well, four stars. It's I consider three like eh, it was enjoyable. Four is like I'd recommend. Five is like first book I'd recommend. <laughs> yeah. So I'd give it a four. And do you want to tell us what we're reading next? Yes, we are reading um The Lies I Tell by Julie Clark. And um I just had it pulled up and then I lost it here. I do think it's turning into i think netflix is adapting this cool it could be the wrong one though because i feel like there was a couple of things that were being adapted 
Um, but it's like the it says like two women, many aliases, uh, Meg Williams, Maggie Littleton, Melody Wild, different names for the same person depending on the town, depending on the job. She's a con artist who erases herself to become whoever needed you need her to be. College student, coach, real estate agent, da da da. Um, nothing about her is real. She slides along and tells you exactly what you need to hear. And by the time she's done, you've likely lost everything. And it says this other woman, Kat Roberts has been waiting 10 years for the woman who upended her life to return. Now that she has, she's determined to be the one to expose her. But as the woman grew closer, Kat's long held assumptions begin to crumble, leaving Kat to wonder who Meg's true target is. It says it's like a twisted domestic thriller dives deep into psyches and motivations of two women and their unwavering quest to seek justice for the past and rewrite the future. Okay. I like so. thriller, like psychological thriller stuff. Yeah. I I could be saying a thing wrong, but if you like psychological thrillers, I love Alex McAlady's. I could be saying that wrong. He's the author of The Silent Patient and mm-hmm. Maidens. The Maidens? Does he have a third book? Probably not, or I would have read it. Yeah, I don't know. But he's pretty incredible. His books are really good. And then you're, I just love Twisty Twisty, where you just never know until the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fingers crossed that that is what happens here. Yeah, I'm Very excited. I've read it. So, um, um, yeah. I think that's, um, yeah, I think this is the one that is being adapted. But it might be a different book. But anyways, it looks good. I like something different. I feel like I needed, I need to read something Um different in between like my romances no i'm mean, interested fantasies or they bleed together and then i'm like what in the world mm-hmm. i keep it's, stopping and starting the atlas six <laughs> yeah does this fairy live in this fairy world or that fairy world where am i i know i convinced one of my friends she's reading crescent city because she finished Akatar and she has like started and stopped and like started and stopped like the first like 10 chapters because she just keeps getting confused with like all the info dump at the beginning. Tell her audiobook girl, add the audiobook. It'll That's what help. I said. Yeah. Um, and she was like, well, I'm going to look at like these like guides and stuff. And I was, and she like sent me one for like a link of like this guide. <laughs> and I was looking through it and I was like, okay, like this is explaining like the structure of government or whatever. It's fine. But then it was like the characters, it was all spoilers. And I was like, do not read that. Oh my thing. God. Don't, don't read it. it. I was like, if you have a question, text me. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Don't Google any of these things. It will give you spoilers unless you're fine with spoilers. Don't even do it. Right. But... Go watch Zootopia. It'll yeah. explain it to you. It'll explain the whole process. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, if you guys enjoy our show and have a moment to give us a rating or a review on Apple or Spot Spotify, that on would be spots. super cool. Um, Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. We can't wait. But until then, read books. It's It's weird weird out there. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us a follow and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Got a book recommendation for us? Send it to halfbakedbookclub at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Baked Book Club. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Hometown Spice, where Dylan and her hometown bestie dive into the spiciest reads you can imagine. The Half Baked Book Club podcast was created, written, and produced by Lana Rich and Dylan Harrison. 
For more information, head to halfbakebookclub.com.